Logan is what I was trying to say. Ah. I think he named it hard just on purpose. So yeah. I would trip over. <laughs> just to screw with you. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. to the Blue Blocks Podcast, a podcast where we geek out about everything, especially Uptown Sacramento. I'm your host, Sheila. I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm your host, Jonathan. If you're new here, we record in the podcast studio inside Sector 7 Salon, and you can find the salon at Sector 7 Salon on Instagram and Sector7Salon.com. You can find us at the Blue Blocks Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at blueblockspod at gmail. Excuse me. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> That's being kept in. <laughs> Today, we're going to start by filling you in on some of the Boulevard's current events. Today, we're going to start by filling you in on some of the Boulevard's current events. Then we have an awesome guest interview today with the owner of That Guy Eyewear, Dennis Peterson. Woo! Woo! Thank you for coming in, Dennis. Well, yes, Dennis. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're like, you're one of our closest neighbors here to the salon. So we've been wanting to get you in here. Well, I appreciate you having me in here. So some of the events coming up, actually, as we all have, we've been talking about the last few weeks, mm-hmm. that guy I wear is having a trunk show this Friday, June 25th. What's the hours of that? Four to eight. The hours are four to eight. We're going to have live music. We're going to have a band called Taj. It's Tana Aguna and Jimmy Malone, local legends. Nice. Ooh. That sounds nice. pretty. So what kind of music? is it well this particular thing is mostly jazz but okay, they do cool. all kinds of genres right if i tell them to turn it up and we're going to dance they will turn it up and dance nice. <laughs> awesome. and i also cool. heard it's going to be catered by colos absolutely that's what Colos, i'm talking about wonderful soulful restaurant on the boulevard here right here is it another one of our very close neighbors absolutely we're kind of like the little trio over here the three of us <laughs> <laughs> or i just put myself in there, uh, so, in there. <laughs> so also a uh, third eye grand opening is sometime in july we don't have an exact date yet yeah i heard they're still gonna have an event coming up pretty soon okay on june 19th still past june 19th by the way i love it <laughs> <laughs> love that for us we made it <laughs> we did it okay we're to the 23rd today but i saw roll at king kong and he, he just said it the grand opening will be coming up okay cool in july awesome. just they don't have an exact date yet. okay very cool and then of course cool. as always burley's takeout trivia at king kong on thursdays and now jonathan since you work at king kong the they have live music every saturday it's going to be every Saturday. Every yeah. Saturday. They have something coming up this Saturday. It's actually this Friday because Saturday is going to be too hot. It's a jam session with North Avenue Roots Band. Nice. Okay. okay. Well, what time is it going to be? I think they do six to nine for it's their music, It's usually six right? to nine. Yeah. We're four to eight. And I will tell people, come out here four and then yeah. walk down and the then, street. And yeah. then walk yeah. down the That's yeah. a good idea. So Perfect. usually six to nine. If you guys haven't been, we used to do it every three months until COVID hit. It's always been catered by somebody along the boulevard mm-hmm. or me because I All like right. to cook. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, We've just yeah, we had to postpone it, but this is going to be a great event. Because, okay, you know it's going to be we're going to have we're going to do it outside. We're still going to be a little safe, masked up. If you right. you know, and if mm-hmm. people are resistant to that, then you know we'll deal with that. But, but <laughs> then we'll deal with them. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a new line that I'm opening up called Urkers 1879 mm-hmm. from Studio Optics and also Chemistry Clips, which is a great new line where we're um, it's magnetic clips that they drill right through the lenses. Oh, Ooh. that's the yeah, that's the one I showed you. That's the line that. 
um, Nancy hat. That, yeah. those, yes, yes, oh, yes, that's absolutely. cool. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Nancy yeah. lives over in Woodlake. Yes. And she came in here. I did her hair. Mm-hmm. And her husband, oh, Jeff, I actually cut his hair too. He has beautiful cool, cool, hair. Cool. But she had these glasses and I was like, they, they were so cute already. They were just so cute. I was like, oh my God, your glasses are so cute. She's like, yeah, I got them from Dennis. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then she took this like thing that like clip, you know, it like the little sunglass thing. Yes. Uh-huh. But it like doesn't hook on. It doesn't it, like perfectly just magnetizes like in the frame just, or in the lens it even. Ching. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> That's exactly it. And I need was, some of that in my life. They're so cute. And I actually was going to text her and be like, hey, do you mind if I get the same glasses as you? Because I don't Do wanna, you want to be twins? Well, I just don't want to step on her because she has a great style, mm-hmm. yeah, really good. cute vibe. And I don't want to like bite off her. I think that's her. a compliment if someone like buys your style a little right, bit. Like right. that's definitely a compliment. Yeah, okay. Depends on how the person feels about it. I know. That's exactly. true. Are you biting on my style? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like we see each other on the boulevard and she's like, uh, are you wearing the same glasses? Right, right, right. She's like, stop trying to be me. <laughs> There's just an ultimate stare down. <laughs> and they can see each other really well because they got them from that right, guy right. I wear. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny seriously i'm like i can see you clearly <laughs> yeah have us come up with your new slogan <laughs> if you ever need one I, yeah i've got a few of them we, we have a few slogans we talk about building idrobes we build idrobes oh love it we actually has hashtag that one what, what is idrobes idrobe oh, okay. because everyone should have an idrobe there's no person that should have one pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have no. to have an eyedrobe. Oh, like yeah. wardrobe. Yes. I- yes. Ah. I like, let me, let me it took me a second, something. but I got it. So how many pairs of shoes do you own? Like seven. Okay. Seven? You only have seven and pairs of shoes? Uh, see, that's I a think. woman talking right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, I'm a Doc Martens kind of gal, so I just like boots and flip-flops. That's pretty much all I have. Oh my, I probably have like 35 pairs of and, shoes. And workout sneakers. Okay, yeah. see, there you go. So you need workout sneakers. Mm-hmm. You need Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. You need... Um, high, high heels, probably. Yeah, heels, you, you flip-flops. Those, Birkenstocks. You, know, you gotta have those FM heels. Right. FM heels? <laughs> <laughs> I need heelies as well. You <laughs> you gotta have the FM heels. Every man needs to have FM heels. Right, right. So, okay, but I'm loving this. I this I. Wait, I can't say it though. Eyedrobe, like wardrobe. Dennis, can you tell us how many pairs of glasses you own? Can you I, even um, the whole you know? store? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. That's true, but I don't wear them all. But. Uh, Personally, in my personal rotation now, I'd probably say about 10. Okay. Nice. I would have thought it would be more. It's pretty well, reasonable. in my personal rotation now. Okay, like what mm. you're rotating through. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as far as, no, I have stuff that I've, I have frames that I haven't even put RXs in yet. Oh, okay, right. So, yeah. so have you, do you have like a seasonal, do you like switch out for the seasons on your rotation? No, not necessarily. I think it's because I, I just, how I'm feeling that day. Mm-hmm. And then also because lenses are a little bit different, so I have computer lenses. Oh, okay. So I just wear them. So it's it's not just fashion; it's also function. Right. Gotcha. And so you know you have computer glasses, you have polarized lenses for sunglasses. Mm-hmm. If you want to go fishing, mm-hmm. you know you have that. And so it's it's just it's function as well as just fashion. Right. Love it's that. like the Swiss Army knife of glasses. Exactly. <laughs> well, I really want those ones with the clip on that Nancy has because I don't, I cannot handle having a pair of glasses and a pair of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. But you still have to have somewhere to put the clip. Right. Well, and that's okay. Right? <laughs> just, I want to load it. Right. Like, like a little bit. Like you can just put it in your, in your you know, pocket purse. and it's going to be all your... scratched up and everything. No, yeah. I'll, put it, 
I'll put it. I don't need actually have a purse. I have a fanny pack, which would be perfect for it. I can't. Fit. I was gonna say if you get like a nice little like velvet pouch yeah. for well, it. That we have that for you. And they're just small pouches. That she you had a really perfect. small. Pouch. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I can't stand that. I like never put on sunglasses because I can't handle the switchy room. And then yeah. I, I also <laughs> so stupid. I'm like, do you have sunglasses. I just put my sunglasses on for velvet. <laughs> Too cool for school. Every oh, time you gosh. go outside, you put your sunglasses on. Most of the time, I can't handle it. I never wear my sunglasses ever, ever, ever. I even have Me like too. a pair on like the string yeah sporty but, love that but you you can't find them on the string burn now she can handle it it's okay the sunglasses are with the string somewhere God knows where. it's just not around my neck right, right, right. you need to put a tile on them <laughs> that's exactly what i need to do no like especially at the brewery i was cleaning tanks and brewing and all that we have to, i i wear that I wear that strap mm-hmm. because I can't have oh, my glasses yeah. falling into a tank. Cause mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd have to rename we, some of the beer. The flavor <laughs> would change completely. We're never going to get them back. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our fun get-to-know-you questions Yeah, okay. with our friend Dennis here. So, um, yeah, Sierra, why don't you start us off? Okie dokie. Uh, what is the farthest you've traveled? <laughs> <laughs> the farthest I've traveled? Well, you know, I was in Hawaii in the Air Force. Oh, okay. I am, yeah. not, Air Force. I am not a world traveler. I am an American traveler. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I love to tell people I've only been in one foreign country. That's Mexico. Uh-huh. But I've been in about 40 states. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's actually a lot. Yeah. What's yeah. your What's your favorite state? California. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. California. Duh. California. Yeah, no, I loved Hawaii. I love living in Hawaii, but it's a little limiting. It's an island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I love California. I'm from Arizona. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I'm just one state over. My family's from nice. Jersey. So I get back and they're actually from Jersey City. So basically New York. Gotcha. Right. Right. Gotcha. So I love going back these where I get to go to New York City and visit my family and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's great. Yeah. California is my favorite place. Absolutely. So were you right. stationed, were you only stationed in Hawaii or were you stationed a few other places? Um, well, basic training was in Texas and then... And I was in Mississippi for tech school. And then I went to Hawaii. And then I was stationed at Fort Ord in Monterey. Monterey? Ooh. That sounds pretty good. Monterey is nice. Yeah, I, I didn't fight a war, no. I oh, okay. <laughs> I was really like, you know, I tell people I fought the war of Waikiki. And I told my friend, I got a good friend that was is from Sacramento. We were stationed there together. We didn't, you know. And I said, yeah, we were getting bombed out there and everything, man. It was, like, <laughs> oh it, was it was rough. We were getting bombed. Like sake bombs, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. That sounds real nice. Okay, so question number two, controversial. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? My favorite breakfast cereal, um, eggs and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I mean, that's really, changing it I up feel right like there. That's I mean, our... really, I mean, I grew up, my brother used to like Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand a sogginess. So I'm like, mm, thank you, Dennis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so my mom was like, I'm not cooking breakfast for you every day. So, you know, I had to end up with Danish. With a Danish? Yeah, something like that from the store. Because you didn't want cereal even no, as a no, kid. No, 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 no. Cheerios, something that stays, cr- Captain Crunch. There you go. Yes, yes. Like that's Captain what I'm saying. <laughs> Captain Crunch with crunched berries. With oh, crunched there berries. You go. All right. Kind of My favorite is the peanut butter kind. Yeah. The peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all right. That's, all right. So that's like a weird flavor to me. But Because yeah. mm. like it doesn't taste like real peanut butter. It's it like does a fake it, peanut butter taste. It's kind of fake. Oh, yeah. But, completely. you know, but if you're into it, it's okay. Well, when I think about <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Captain Crunch <laughs> is if you try to eat Captain Crunch just dry, it's like it's like so hard. Mm-hmm. It is. But you and so you can get like you actually get a good amount of time mm-hmm. before it gets soggy. <laughs> Her 
her main issue is she can't stand the texture of sogginess. So I, me either. She has. I have either. you listened to the podcast to like hear her technique? I. It's okay. I should, I should say no. <laughs> <laughs> I should say yes, but I've, no, I have not. It's okay. It's, it's she just has a wild technique. I'll let her get into no, it. No, you just put a little bit of milk and a little bit of cereal. That's what I do. Yeah, to tennis. But she she goes like this. You guys are cereal yeah. kindred, kindred spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the tiniest a bit of soggy. Milk, I'm like, I'll throw milk. it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And warm milk. Eh. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, that's the worst. It's uh, the worst. Milk. Dennis, thank you. You know what? You're so right. <laughs> you know what's funny about cereals? I never eat it in the morning. It's always like a midnight snack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if I do it at midnight, it's dry. <laughs> oh, yeah. No milk? It's, so, like it. it's so much you time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't have time for a bowl or milk. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of the box. Yeah, just like just <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jonathan, what's our third question there? Question number three is what's your favorite superhero? Batman. Yeah. All right. Batman all right. is a great one, 100%. So, who's your, like, if you, do you like the Batman movies? You know what? So, I'm old. Okay. And, <laughs> and I remember, like, you know, Adam West, the okay, show. Cool. Uh, the, okay, cool. With the sarcasm okay. Batman. Yeah, it was like, like really cartoony. Because he wasn't really buff, really. He's kind of yeah. like, he's a little soft looking. Yeah, and it was a straight up, like, leotard. There was no, they put so much armor on him now. Yeah, really. And Adam West was literally like a unitard. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had no muscle. And it was yeah. just like that yellow. Like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Status. Yeah, it's he so was funny. like a sarcastic Batman. It was, yeah. it was, it was. I like that. Or a smartass Batman. But you know, but yeah. Batman is cool because he had no superpowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just did, you know, like everything he did was out of his utility belts. And right. He was like, you know, like, I'll pull out my trusty Swiss Army knife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. No, totally. I do like the superheroes that don't have, like, you know, kind of like Tony Stark mm-hmm. and mm-hmm, all that. They just have a hell of a lot of money. They're just right. smart. Billionaire, <laughs> playboy, Billionaire, exactly. Right. We'd all be superheroes if we're billionaires. Oh, yeah. I, I, you wouldn't know me if I was a billionaire. I'd be like in like my own island. I'd be like, everyone stay away from me. <laughs> well, think about it. Bruce Wayne was a millionaire. Superman? What was the guy? What was the Superman? Uh, Clark Kent? Clark Kent. Was nobody. Mm-hmm. It was nobody. Yep. Right. So, I mean, if you're going to be a regular guy, yep. Yep. who are you going to be? Clark Kent? <laughs> Or Bruce Wayne. Right. Totally. Yes, That's very totally true. true. I'm very true. Be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce Wayne for true, sure. True. For <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. All right. So our fourth question is uh your hometown. Yes. Which you did say was Arizona. Yes. That's born state, but city. Oh. So I was born in a town called Sierra Vista. It's a military town. My father was in the army. My family's from New Jersey. Uh-huh. And so my mother was pregnant when we Moved out there. Oh, okay. Yes. With you. Oh. Pregnant with you. Yes, she was pregnant with me. My brother was born in Jersey City. But um, so that's where I was raised. Nice. And um, it was a small town about half the size of Davis. And it's a military town. Mm-hmm. It was out in the middle of nowhere, about 70 miles southeast of Tucson. Mm. So you Thank stayed you. there until you went away to the Until Air Force? I was 18 years old. <laughs> Yeah. And you went Why into not? the Air Force at 18? Yeah, 17, yeah. 17. Yeah. How long were you in the Air Force? Four years. And it was, you know, something that I just needed to buy some time until mm-hmm. I figured right. out what I want to do. Right, life. right. Totally. So did you figure out that you wanted to get into optometry like... No, actually... Um, how I got into this business is interesting. I was in electronics in the Air Force, and so I oh, got okay. out, and I was in... Phoenix is very high-tech. It's almost like Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And um, so I was in the electronic business, but I was between jobs, and... Um, I answered an ad in the paper for an optical lab, and they said, yeah, we'll teach you how to grind lenses. And, oh, okay. And Dang. I thought, you know, I'll just do this until I get another electronic job. And once I got into it, I thought, this is a really fascinating yeah. technology. Mm-hmm. I took it upon myself to learn mm-hmm. how light bends and right. 
all that kind of stuff. So, and I just stuck with it. That sounds awesome. Hmm. I like it. That's super awesome. Okay, so what is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> Besides studying how light bends. (laughs) Unless that is your guilty pleasure. Um, Well, I'm not sure. Anyway, (laughs) I'm not sure that I should talk about my guilty pleasure. What's your PG guilty pleasure? (laughs) My PG guilty pleasure. I'm kind of decadent. So anyway, (laughs) I would say, you know, I don't know how to answer this. You could say munchies. I've no. (laughs) No. I was going to say something about the the fairer sex, but. All right. Okay. So ladies, the ladies. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. All right. That's a good answer. I am married, but you know, I settled on one finally. But before that. (laughs) There was more There was a parade. There was more than one. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so our last question, Jonathan. Question number six. When When the zombie apocalypse happens, what's your weapon of choice with no guns? No guns, Dennis. The zombie apocalypse. I'm going to use comedy. (laughs) I'm going to make them laugh. (laughs) Make them laugh. That's an answer we haven't heard before. (laughs) Make them laugh because if you make people laugh... See, that's the guilty pleasure thing. Oh. This is what I learned about women. So you like to make ah. ladies laugh. You can be old as hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if you keep them laughing, <laughs> they won't attack you. I will say that is useful too because like as you learn watching The Walking Dead, the real monsters aren't the zombies, it's the people. It's so if so you can true. keep the people on your side, you're going to yep. survive for pretty long. See, that's the thing about it. you know. And The other thing about the zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. is I don't have to run faster than them. I mm-hmm. just have to run faster than you. Yeah. Ah. Yep. <laughs> Right? That's so true. Because mm-hmm. they're going to get whoever falls behind. Right. Got to yep. get, got to get that cardio. In. Yeah. <laughs> got to so, train. Yeah, that's it. So you know, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I think, I think during the zombie apocalypse, I'm just going to hide. I'm going to find a, a high place mm-hmm. and just hide, and then wait, wait for death. I thought here was the plan. No, that's true. Here, <laughs> like the, the, but that's it. We're going to hide here. Like yeah. I'm not going out there and like fighting, and I'm not going to survive that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not a fighter. So. You you wouldn't like forage abandoned stores or I mean I want to do that like when I <laughs> when I watch the shows I want to be like that. hey Dennis <laughs> how's it going I need to see for this apocalypse <laughs> but I don't I know myself and I'll probably be dead within the first few minutes mm. that's okay but if you go fast that's what I want right yeah <laughs> that cardio <laughs> Okay, cool. So Dennis is going to get some good answers. I love that. Okay, so Dennis, let's get into a little bit of that guy. So we like to hear people's like Boulevard story. Like, how did you? How did you come to be here on Del Paso Boulevard? Well, I started the business as a wholesale business uh, in 2010. Okay. And so I was doing work for other doctors and things like that. If you go to a doctor and say it's going to take you about a week to get your glasses, they send it to a wholesaler. And I was working in Tracy, actually, for an ophthalmologist, and I was doing that on the side. And left that job, came to Sacramento. Well, I was living here, but... And just decided I was going to continue to do the wholesale work out of my garage. Okay. And what I found, that it's really easy for me to be lazy at home. (laughs) So I needed to get up and go somewhere. Okay. This so is I'm true. Driving down the boulevard, <laughs> and uh-huh. I saw the for lease sign in mm-hmm. the shop that I'm in now. Yeah. Called my wife and said, uh, "You know, call this person to see what." The, and I wasn't really ready to do it, but I just wanted to know how much they were charging for square foot. So right. she And she calls me back an hour later, and said, "Oh yeah, she wants to meet us today because of the type of business it was." Right. So if I was really thinking about retail, to be quite honest with you, I probably wouldn't have done it on okay. the boulevard. However, um, once I got into the boulevard and I met the people out here, mm-hmm. it's been a wonderful experience. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean. You guys right. first started. Thank I mean, you. you know, just the people that I've met, and we talked about it earlier from El Camino 
know all the way down to the trailer park. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. There's just wonderful people out here that are really believing in what the potential is right. of the boulevard. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. that's what keeps me here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though I've had some issues, and some people out there probably know what they are, but it's just been overall a tremendous experience mm-hmm. of just being here and knowing that you know you're working on something that's collectively not just me right but the people out here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that are working on something that's really going to end up being what north sacramento should be right because mm-hmm. north sacramento is a very unique community it's so mm-hmm. unique right and that's why i feel like we always kind of say it's like very authentic very unique and it's so specific to this area like you just don't find a, a strip like this anywhere else in sacramento yeah no you just don't. It's just not, it doesn't exist. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you've discussed the history of North Sacramento mm-hmm. before on your show mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. So the people that know, that listen to you know that it was its own city until right. 1964. Mm-hmm. Because of that, and and the fact that there's only one high school here, which right. is Grant. So mm-hmm. what I found, what's really interesting is everyone knows everyone. Right. Because just, of that reason. Yes. People that grew up in this area, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's the city councilman mm-hmm. or if it's some guy holding up a sign on the corner. Right. Mm-hmm. They know each other. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what's really kind of unique about this. I totally agree with you. I love the like tight-knit community here. It's and very, especially... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so it's a very diverse culture here, too. I mean, if you come into King Kong... We have every ethnicity you could ever think of come in there. Mm-hmm. And everybody, whether they're on this side of the boulevard or that side of the boulevard, they all come and mingle together and have have a damn good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And enjoy each other's company. I agree. And I think that one of the, the best kept secrets about North Sacramento is Woodlake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I, I live do. in Land Park. Right. And people always talk about, oh, you live in that. And they want to think that I'm snobby when I say that. <laughs> or, and I'm really not. Because, I mean, Woodlake is every bit as exquisite. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, Woodlake's beautiful. Absolutely. And it is kind of a a well-kept secret because a lot of people in Sacramento know Land Park. Mm -hmm. They know East Sac. They know Curtis Park. But a lot of people don't know Woodlake. And I grew... I was born and raised here in Sacramento and I had never heard of Woodlake until and I think this is a lot of people's story got lost leaving Costco (laughs) (laughs) and drove through it and drove through it and I was like where the hell am I? (laughs) Yeah, This is so cute and and then kind of looked it up and asked a few people and they're like oh yeah Woodlake you know and then you start meeting people who maybe live there or Mm -hmm. know about Woodlake but it is very kind of a little bit of a secret. It mm-hmm. is. I didn't know about it until we did the the yard sale. They have like oh, the community wide yeah. yard yeah, sale yeah, over yeah. there. Logan and I went walking around, and I was yeah. like, "Holy crap!" Like, there's some like fairy tale looking houses. Yeah. It's so gorgeous it's out beautiful. there. There's no house that looks the same. Exactly. No, exactly. Right. It's That's all right. custom, and it was built in the 20s. Mm-hmm. I think it says right. like 1924 on the sign. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm sure that there's some newer builds in there, but yeah, a lot of them are just like old, beautiful, custom homes. And and the I think what I like about it too, and not nothing against Land Park, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a place to live. I'm from Arizona. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like Woodlake is the type of people that would want to live in Land Park but have mm-hmm. a little bit of an edge to them, you know? Like, totally. Yeah. A yeah. little bit of spiciness where they're like, well, like Land Park is, you know, it's kind of done. It's like everybody, you know, everybody knows about it. That's you true. Know? I, mean, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the thing about Land Park is there is Broadway and Broadway is kind of sketchy too sometimes. Yeah. Well, which, I, which gives it a little <laughs> Right. But I mean, it's not, but, but I think for me, it's not the reputation because like I said, Broadway sketchy too, but Mm -hmm. people don't think about Land Park being that way, but they don't understand that Woodlake is part of the community that when the news talks about something that's bad happens, 
It's mm-hmm. always Del Paso Heights. Right. Yep. This is not Del Paso Heights. Right. But when something good happens, mm-hmm. then it's North Sacramento. Right. Yep. And so I have a problem with that mm-hmm. because totally it does a disservice to both communities. Right. Completely. And a lot of times, yeah, people think like when I tell them where 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 we're at, they're like, "Oh, you're in Del Paso Heights." I'm like, "I don't. I think Del Paso Heights is like over there." Yeah, I'm I, not even completely sure. Where I, it is. When you cross Arden Arcade Creek, that's still at the Heights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, and that's that's the difference. Yeah. So I think that Woodlake is amazing. They're huge supporters of the Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we have had so many wood, and we say it every single week. It's like so many Woodlakeians mm-hmm. come in here. You know, I just had a new client. Shout out to Jupiter. He, you know, he he came. His name in. is Jupiter. That's so freaking well, cool. His name is. I mean, I don't want to give all his personal information out. <laughs> nah, like that's that. fine. We'll just, he's just Jupiter. Yeah, let's just go. With that. But I mean, that's what he goes by is Jupiter. And yeah, he's super dope. But he, awesome. his wife, uh, him and his wife, they moved from the Bay Area, Oakland, mm-hmm. to Woodlake. They didn't know. Woodlake they didn't know yeah. North Sacramento but you know they just they went and saw a bunch of open houses they saw that house and um, you know they kind of fell in love with the area mm-hmm. But, you know, anyway, he came in, his wife came in, they're listening to the podcast, they're going to King Kong, you know, they're going to visiting just here. And that's yeah. what I think I love about this area is when people move into Woodlake, it's like just an ingrained part of the community there is to aggressively support this area. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just part of what they do over there. Yeah. Well, that's what I found. And I've, you know, I've been here six years. And that's what I found that the people in Woodlake really want this area to be what the potential is. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they and, want stuff to do. Right. You know, and they want to be able to get their haircut and their eye right. exam. Right. And, you know, get a beer and, and they, they they want stuff to do. And even have a grocery store, which they have, have not gro- had. There's no grocery store. We have grocery well, outlet. Grocery but outlet, it's but not what like I'm saying, a... but it's new. It's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's it relatively new. new. I mean, three, four years. Yeah. But, you know, but I mean, think about it when the, all the years that there's been nothing. And so this is a food desert. And so it's it one re- thing for... For the people that live on the other side of Arden right. that don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. but the people in Woodlake that do have a lot of money still have to travel outside of their neighborhood to do right. basic things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're supportive of this neighborhood because right. yeah. they don't want to travel out of their neighborhood right. except Costco. That's the only thing. <laughs> yep. We all want to go to Costco. Oh. Right. <laughs> Costco is just fun. Whenever she lives like, I'm going to Costco, I'm like, wait, can I go? <laughs> Costco is like dangerous though. It's mm-hmm. like so many things I never need. Yeah, you could spend uh, hundreds of dollars saving money at Costco. I know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like squishmallows. That's true. I got a squishmallow. That's true. Carl. His name's Carl. They're like giant stuffed animals that are extremely oh, squishy. Okay. I was thinking about the uh, the buying toilet paper as modular furniture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> During COVID, they probably did that. Right. Oh God. <laughs> that toilet paper shortage. So we were making oh, furniture. That was so funny. Oh my god! Can you guys believe that stuff? I can't. Just out of toilet paper. What happened? Because people. Okay, like in Men in Black, Tommy Lee says it perfectly. A person, a person is fine, but people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the only explanation. Like people just people get crazy, and there's that mob mentality. Like one person starts grabbing toilet paper, and then everyone's like, "No, I'm not going to have toilet paper." So they right. all start to panic and take it. That's you all are silly, <laughs> sillers. We love you, but you're silly. So, Dennis, so so you kind of told us like what you were doing before the Boulevard. So okay. you actually, when you say you like grind the lens, like you're actually yeah. doing the lenses. So. There's two parts to making a pair of glasses. One is grinding the prescription onto a lens blank. I don't do that anymore. I started out my career doing that. Okay. I order the lenses that are ground with the prescription on them. Okay. I do what we call finishing, which is I cut it to fit the frame. I do the oh, tinting okay. or the, the finishing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I do that. I do do that on site, and because of that reason, because that's the way I can keep my prices a little bit lower. Oh, okay, very awesome. Cool. Okay, mm. that's nice. Because like, yeah, I didn't really understand. Because a lot of times, you know, you go somewhere and they're like, okay, they send it somewhere, and you get it in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And but that, you, that's what I was before when I was a wholesaler. Okay, and I still do that, but yeah. But like for you, you order it, the lens comes to you, and you finish it and put it yes. into the frame that you have at your store. Yes. Okay. Or if someone brings it to me. Yes. Okay, so people can bring you. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I do other people's frames as well, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay, so what do you, like, what makes, what do you think makes you successful in this area? Understanding the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understanding that, that, you know, I think that a lot of times people do not understand that people that are perceived to have a little income mm-hmm. don't always. People value what they value. Right. So if they value a Versace frame, Mm -hmm. for example, Mm -hmm. even if they're, you know, on a budget. Right. They're going to budget to get that frame. Right. Yeah. Right. They're going to budget to get that item. And so me understanding it and understanding that I can't outprice it. I'm not going to. If I were to move my shop to another part of town, I could probably charge three times as much as I do. Mm -hmm. I don't have to. Right. Because I'm okay. I've been here six years. Yeah. So, but I want to make sure these people have value. Mm -hmm. in their lives Mm -hmm. because it's all perception right Mm -hmm. you know what people want it you know if you're walking in midtown you don't know if that person lives in del paso heights or that person lives in fair oaks right Mm -hmm. unless they tell you right if they have the logo or whatever right so that's the whole thing about it so i think that i want to make sure that people have access to things that are value Mm -hmm. you know when i started off the business i thought that i was going to have to have budget product right and what i quickly realized is that these people want quality they right. want mm-hmm. value yeah they, they just you know you have to put it in this place where they can afford it mm-hmm. yeah something that lasts too if it's Absolutely. quality I, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. the other thing too i'm glad you said that because that's the problem that i have with places like stanton optical mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, con- <no. laughs> did you go there no i'm just he's there. about to get roasted and i'm here for it no say it Dennis. stanton optical <laughs> man their objective is to get everyone wants yeah mm. that's oh, it I see. they market right. they market but the quality of their product it's not like e- a repeat they're, they're not looking for that long-term repeat well, client you have to understand that in the optical business once you pass the age of 40 it's 100 percent of the population they're gonna need glasses oh my mm. god so there's enough food for everybody right yeah <laughs> you know? so what i want to do is make sure that my thing is i don't want to see you next week <laughs> because that means there's a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to see you next year when right. it's time for another exam or it's time. And I mean, I mean, that's going to happen. But my point is, if you're seeing somebody all the time, that means they're having a problem with their product. Right. Mm-hmm. This is true. And I don't want. And that's what Stanton. And you know, I've and been they, fine so far. But well, next, and I'm not next saying it's hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not saying it's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that, you know, even places like Costco, mm-hmm. the big thing that I hear about Costco is they do a lot of closeouts. So it's not that the quality is bad, but it's just people don't like the style. Right. Yeah. That's oh, the thing gotcha. with Costco. Yeah. Walmart's kind of the same, but the quality is a little bit less. Mm-hmm. The budget places I'm talking about. Oh, gotcha. yeah. um, but Stanton, on the other hand, they're just trying to get people in. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And so if you're lucky enough to be satisfied there, then, you know, great. But I mean, I've been dealing with not, I've never worked there, but I've been dealing with them for a long time and people that come back and tell me what their experience was. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd say 99% of the time it's been negative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So far I've been there twice and haven't had say, a bad time. But how long has twice. it been since you got the most recent pair? This couple one months. is a couple months. Before that, it was five years. Was yeah. it 59 for two pair? Uh, yeah. Well, 
I don't have vision insurance, so my uh, my uh, I have astigmatism, so my um, price was a little higher. But I well, did I get did get one pair of frame, frames for free. Okay, okay. The because I know that's expensive. what they market. But I mean, the other side to that is also is that it's apples to apples. Mm-hmm. So when you go in there and they're telling you that you can come in here and get two pairs of glasses for fifty nine dollars, yeah, it's a little quality, BS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you end up, if you get quality, and I'm not saying they don't, but it's like you get, this tiny little section of mm-hmm. right, really right. cheap lenses. So if you end up getting really a quality pair of glasses from mm-hmm. Stanton Optical, you're going to pay the same amount as you pay anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's what it really comes down to. Lesson that's learned. Good to know. I like. I think we should all tell Dennis where our glasses are from, and then he can roast where they are. <laughs> Wait Dennis, mine are from Warby Parker. Warby Parker. So Warby Let's Parker. Let's hear that. <laughs> Warby Parker has a good business model. Uh-huh. Um, because they make their own, right? Well, it's their own line. Well, okay. So okay. if they're putting prescription lenses, this is one thing I will say about online glasses. Okay. Frames are one thing. If they allow you to send them back uh-huh. and you can try them on and all that kind of stuff, then great. But as far as getting the prescription lenses online... Uh-huh. I highly recommend against it okay. because mm-hmm. you need a professional to fit you. I, I yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's, frames are one thing, right? Um, but Warby Parker, I think you know. Other than that, I have an online store myself called HeckaSpecs.com. Oh yeah, right. Ooh. I've seen that. So we do the same thing, and people buy frames from me. Yeah, but I just don't do prescription online. I see. Mm-hmm. I, I'll sell you the frame, but you need you to go to, to a in. professional. Yeah, if, you know. And I mean, I'm, I mean, I, it's a, it's a, it's worldwide web. So I sell frames all over the world. Yeah, worldwide. And web. I tell people to go to your local optician. Yeah. and get fitted. Once you buy the frame, right. if you don't like it, then send it back to me. I'll give you a refund or right. whatever. But but just the prescription lenses, I don't agree with. But Warby Parker, though, as far as the frames, yeah. I don't think it's a bad business model. Well, they do have a brick and mortar. Yeah, they do. They do. Which is where I actually, because I did the kind of like order it online and try them and all that stuff. And I can't, I need a person. To, right. I need to, I need to deal with a person. Like I need to talk to them and be like, bro, how do these look? Like I can't just ask Logan right. how right, they right. look. <laughs> you know, I need people in the store. Like when I went to that guy, everybody in the store participates <laughs> to let you know how the glasses look. And that's, I love that. That's what regular, I need. It was a regular party. Yeah, yeah that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I know people to be like no you know so yeah. that's what I like about going to a store yeah mm-hmm. I got mine on online um, actually <laughs> on these the ones on the onlines <laughs> on the international uh, internet super worldwide world wide web I was dating a person during quarantine and they stepped on my glasses and so I had to order a new pair in a jiffy and so I got I went on I buy direct with my prescription I'm familiar with them yes yeah with yeah. my prescription that I had gotten the year previously I still I keep all my papers so I had it written down so you went to I buy direct I buy direct it's did, <laughs> did you get the lenses did they did they make the lenses also? yes okay so are you okay with that I, I mean they're okay they were cheap I don't really expect them to be quality so since I got them from a cheap place. So I, I definitely need these are like... <laughs> I'm not sure what to say to that. Like. <laughs> I'm realistic. I will say that. Like I think you can expect all of us to be coming into your store now. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Now that we realize, like, actually, maybe our glasses are crap. <laughs> I mean, oh, I knew I knew these were crap. I, like, sleep on these. Like, they're fully crap. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, that's not fine, but it's, like, better than not having glasses. Right. This is true. And we already know. Yeah. <laughs> We've already and we already know mine. Already <laughs> so, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's my thing. Okay. Well, yeah. thank Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that because I think probably a lot of people get their, like, glasses online, but... Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's especially coming from a professional people who make lenses to mm-hmm. know exactly like, like with us hairstylists, where it's like, is there a difference from calling your hair at home or right. letting us do it as professional? There's just things we know. Right. There's things yeah. that you know, Dennis. That's a right. really good analogy. Right. That's, it for is sure. very good, actually. Yeah. And you and I'm sure you see people coming into your salon yeah. who've cut their own hair. Right. And oh, you're looking yeah. at them thinking Why? <laughs> <laughs> and if we were on TV they could see the look on my face, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why? And Why? so let me help yeah, let me yeah, help yeah. you. Yeah. And you have to be very kind about helping them. Exactly. <laughs> so Dennis, yeah. do you have any advice for like new businesses if they wanted to come to the boulevard? <clears throat> well, I think that you have to have an adventurous streak, mm-hmm. first of all. You I have like to that. be understanding that every day is not going to be <laughs> what you might want it to be. Mm-hmm. But I think that the people that are out here, the support systems that we have in place, whether mm-hmm. it's Daniel Savala or whether it's you, or whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, just get to know your neighbors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know the business neighbors. Yes. Mm-hmm. And understand what they're about. Mm-hmm. and how they can support you mm-hmm. and how they can help you. I mean, just in my block alone, I have a dry cleaner next to me, which I do all my dry cleaning at, right. best cleaners. Mm-hmm. And behind me is um, Blue Sky Auto, and that's where I get my car fixed. Right, exactly. And once we start doing those things mm-hmm. with each other, then we're going to tell our customers to right. go there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing about the boulevard. Go eat there. Go drink at King Kong Brewery. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, go have a beer there. Go to Burley Beverages mm-hmm. and have a lunch. Go right. to, you know, and that's that's the thing. We need to patronize the businesses that we are, that are our neighbors yeah. mm-hmm. so that we can honestly tell our own customers Absolutely. Mm-hmm. that this is where you need to go mm-hmm. because these guys are doing a good job. These are friendly people. They're right. wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And go support them. Yep. Exactly. I think that's totally right. That's exact. That's kind of like 100% what we did when we first got here was oh, like yeah. Sierra and I, Logan and I, we just like hit the streets. You know, I just walked into your place and right, was like, right. hi, I'm Sheila. I just opened a slot over here. You know, like just that's it. And I totally agree with you. I think it's the key to to survival. No, I did the same thing when I was first six yeah. years ago. I did the same thing. I was walking up and down the boulevard. Right. And it was really weird because the the business that were here for a long time, they were like patting me on the head like a little kid. Like, good luck, son. Good luck, son. Like, you know, they're like, yeah, you'll, you'll learn. You know, like, now you're a veteran. At yeah. six years, yeah. veteran. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, there's a lot of, I think the frustration that I have is that the, the word potential is still used out here rather mm. than it's actualized. It's just doing it, yeah. right. Yeah. And when is it going to truly be actualized? Right. That mm-hmm. this place is going to be what people in Sacramento, the region, not just the city, but the right. region, mm-hmm. is going to know that Del Paso Boulevard is a place to come right. and do things. Mm-hmm. What do we need? Do we need a nightclub? Right. Mm-hmm. Do we need, I mean, what what is left? We need know? to get like a bar or something. Well, when Northside opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That well, Stoney's. One. Stoney's is and there. And also the uh, um the, the theater. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like Dennis, Cabal we need Sanders. a theater for that. Yeah. Because mm. that's like a play, you know, you go, you see a movie or a show, you go to dinner. Yeah. You know, right. places for people to gather. Right. Like make a night out of mm-hmm. it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, retail, it's like, okay, you know, like for us even, like, or mm-hmm. for you, Dennis, it's like people come get their glasses, maybe. Maybe they go to King Kong, maybe they get some dinner, but a lot of times they probably just go home. Yeah. Same thing with the, they come, they get their hair done. We try, but you know, a lot, but if it's like you're coming down to see a movie, it's mm-hmm. like, of course you're going to well, get dinner. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But I mean, there's certain businesses that are destinations mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what is and what isn't. And that's right. why I talk about the restaurants that were here mm-hmm. because I feel like my business is a destination mm-hmm. yeah. that people are going to travel outside of their neighborhood because well, they've heard that that guy I yeah. has got some cool glasses or whatever. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come down there just, just to get an eye exam. Yeah. They right. can just do that in their own neighborhood. No, you're totally right. And they'll take that prescription and come down here. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the same thing with you guys, the same thing with King Kong. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with some of the things, the restaurants that we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, Mama Kim's, like I was talking about yeah, before. Right. You know, these are places that people will drive out of their neighborhood mm-hmm. and come right to patronize definitely and once they do that it's my job yes if they come to that guy i wear it's my job to tell them you need to go here t- yeah to sector seven you need to go here to king kong brewer you need to go mm-hmm. to these restaurants you need to go to these shops you need mm-hmm. to go and patronize these things because you don't know how cool this place is right mm-hmm. and i totally think you're i totally agree with that and especially how you're saying like if you are a new business absolutely make friends and patronize the businesses mm-hmm. Because it is, it is kind of our job to just like to build up this area. And the yeah. only way that it's going to actualize and it's going to stop being just potential right. is when people are just coming here <laughs> right. and visiting all the stuff that's over here. Because they know. Because the thing is, you know, and the, and the hardest part about it is the word Del Paso. This is what I've learned in Sacramento is that Oak Park didn't have the stigma. Mm-hmm. And Oak Park has changed. Mm-hmm. Del Paso, because of the, the stigma of Del Paso Heights. Mm-hmm. And part of it has to do with the fact that it was a separate part of the city at one point. Right. Mm-hmm. So people are still kind of like, I don't want to, you know, it's like, you know, you have no, you have no idea what's right. really over there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, as well as I do, there's challenges. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course. But, but the thing that really kills me the most is that if you go downtown, <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I worked in Midtown, Midtown even, and for 13 years, yeah. it's, there's challenges everywhere. Yeah. It's no different. It's just we have maybe slightly different challenges, yeah. um, but I, only slight, I think. I think Midtown, because as, as I worked on 20th in Lavender Heights, and okay. she worked in like the R Street area by yeah. like Ace of Spades and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I, like even in Lavender Heights, like I dealt with way more stuff there right. than over here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was, because I, I consider the Mars building to be like a pretty chill building, especially like lowbrows over there. Like yeah. it gets a little crazy during the nighttime, of course, because right. all the clubs are right there. But like even during the day, it was a bananas. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, there. I mean, the homeless situation in Midtown is bonkers. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, here immediately, I don't feel like we have much of a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think it's just a different look, you know, a different looking problem. The interesting thing about, I think the homeless problem in the first place is that these people, they don't travel. Mm-mm. You see the same people every day. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, you get to know them. Right. Yeah. And that's part of what has made me survive here mm-hmm. is you treat these people like they're humans. Right. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are members of your community. They right. just don't have homes. Right. And if you treat them like they're humans, what I've learned is that these people will actually look out for your business right mm-hmm. they will take care of you you mm-hmm. know and that's it mm-hmm. and so you know it's the same thing and it's the same thing in midtown do you say midtown but midtown's not as bad as downtown no, no. downtown <laughs> is downtown's a K whole street mall oh oof. Mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know why people think that this is the, the most horrific part of the city yeah. right we have way better parking first of all <laughs> <laughs> you don't gotta pay for parking ever out here right. <laughs> no i mean k street is to me it's horrible mm. K Street and they've tried it, but it's still like if you're yeah. walking down K Street at night it's like hurry right right yeah. right, right and I don't get that vibe out here Mm-mm. and no. then and then again because you know I've basically live here so well that's the thing is people when, know you right yeah, but it's yeah. also you know what I feel about a lot of about this area is it's just it's almost like empty you know it's like it's quiet like at night, a lot of times when I'm leaving, there's like nobody around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's not that it's like there's all these bad things Chaos, happening and right. crime happening all the time. It's just right. kind of like, it's almost just that we need more people here. Yeah, absolutely. We do. And I agree with that. And I agree. And I think that nightlife, like I was thinking yeah. about Hugo when he had um, La Bamba restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. Place. And when he was having the mariachis on Sunday and the, right. and the, and the taco stand on Saturday nights, that's on my block. Right. And yeah. so I'm working late on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. 
and it's people. Right. It's yeah. not, you know, people. You know, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. you know, it's, it's people that are right. just going to eat and drink and have a mm-hmm. good time right. until one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. And then after that, it's like, well, if you're still out at two, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be really cool. Like food trucks in, mm-hmm. like, I know there's tons of space in the Bank of America parking lot, but even right. in the lot just across from us. Right. Like, if they just pulled up in the dirt lot over there, like right. a bunch of food trucks. Oh, absolutely. We just need to do the taco festival again and bring and block off you know, the entire damn boulevard. Well, Come you on, know, man. and that's interesting you said that because the taco festival, I don't know what they what happened to it. Well, COVID changed everything, <laughs> first of all. COVID, yeah. I think it disappeared a year before COVID. Uh, really? I think the mm-hmm. my personal feeling on the taco festival was it's the wrong time of year. Mm. It was always oh, it was hot. super hot. Oh, yeah. It was always hot. Yeah, we had our little uh, lemonade and water booth. Yeah, I bet that was gallery. the most popular, huh? Oh, right. <laughs> we sold out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was but it was still, again, one of those potential things. Right. It could be in a different time of year. Yeah. And be way better. And be mm-hmm. better weather and right. more people yeah. would come out right. and have better booths, yeah. vendors. Like and maybe one in springtime, one in the fall time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we blocked off the entire boulevard. So no through traffic period unless you're walking. You park outside and that. walk in. And it was bands and it was, I mean, are you familiar? Did you? No, I just moved here back in February. Oh, man. man. The Taco Festival mm. was cool. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I think it was down all the way to the KFC and then past Sunland. Or and like I guess I just stopped at Primetime Boxing. Right, yeah. <laughs> it did. But yeah, but that's where it, it was really cool. And, you know, and, and a lot of people got involved. It was mm-hmm. very proactive. And so right. I went to one of the Del Paso Business Partnership meetings. Mm-hmm. About. They were talking about it one day and they were saying, well, how can we get, promote this thing? And so the woman, one of the women that was on the board is from RT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, she, and I said, well, why aren't you talking about light rail to get these? Because they were concerned about parking. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, if you advertise, there's three light rail stations. Right. <laughs> In this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, there's yep. Globe Avenue, then there's Del Paso Arden, mm-hmm. and there's um, Royal Oaks. Okay. Nice. So they're all, and I take light rail myself to work sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I get off at Royal Oaks, and it's like, you know, 10 minute walk to work yeah. from there. And so if you promote it to people in Midtown, right, that just hop on light rail, right, come down to the taco mm-hmm. festival, have your ticket, maybe that can get you in for less price or free or whatever. Right. That's be. a great idea. And then block it off. And so these people don't have to worry about parking. Mm-hmm. And they come out and they have this great, this great. And I talked yeah. to them about that, but it's like, you know. So yeah. I kind of stopped going to those meetings around that point because it was like, you know, you guys, everybody has their own agenda. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that um, I totally agree with that. And I think it's it's almost just up to us business owners. Like someone was talking about, I can't remember who it was, just having our own little business association that's like separate from the partnership yeah. of like we can organize as just business owners to be like, this is what we want mm-hmm. and this is what we would like to do. Mm-hmm. And if the partnership can get involved, that's great. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to wait for them to do it or wait for them to put it on it's like we can just do stuff ourselves. yeah or like even like you know dennis when we're talking about neighborhood cleanup like we can just we can like organize together right just us business owners to be like this is what we want we want to clean up our neighborhood we want to clean up our street we want to like maybe refresh you know like even like helping people paint the front of their building or whatever you know but Mm -hmm. we can just do it together i feel like Mm -hmm. separate from the partnership me and dennis are going to be the presidents there's been some attempts with that before and for whatever reason it just i think i think it fizzled out because people just kind of got yeah burned out about you know this Mm -hmm. is a lot of effort right yeah and at the end of the day it's like i have a business to run i know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's really what kind of happened right but but i'm still um really positive about the area i still believe in north sacramento i still believe that this boulevard can be something great again Mm mm-hmm as it was back in the... Like know, the 40s? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I, I totally think so, too. 
Yeah, because it's a completely unique and genuine part of Sacramento. Right, absolutely. I think is one of the reasons why I like it a lot. Like, you're never going to see those blue blocks anywhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. You're never going to see this style of street. Like, it's so authentic and genuine to how it was built. And it's still, like, nothing like old Sacramento, nothing like anything in Midtown. It's it's great. I think old Sacramento is kind of contrived. It's not real to me. Right. (laughs) You know, this is real. Yeah. This, and you're totally right. This is so real. And I think just the way that you have this boulevard with all the businesses and then literally can live right off, of, but right. not even just like in an apartment, but mm-hmm. in, a in, a, in a home, like literally right off the boulevard. You could just walk just steps. And what's really crazy about that, too, is some of the houses in this neighborhood are just phenomenal. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. They're so cute. You go up and down El Camino. Absolutely. There's some major, you know, like really well built. Very cute. Like actually. Like once my lease is up. Right. (laughs) Well, like one of my clients actually came in. um, She was one of my first kind of someone in the, in the community. Mm -hmm. Her and her husband bought a house. I don't, I don't know the street, but it's kind of behind um, prime time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's like, it literally looks like a fairy house. It's like this brick tutor and it's got these crazy like garden walls. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wait, what? That's like in this neighborhood? She's like, yeah. I was like, that house is insane. Yeah, yeah. So there is, I mean, there's, because this community's been here for so long, there's some serious gems out there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's just, and there's people in the community that wanted to be better and right. wanted mm-hmm. to be this. And, you know, and how it got to this point, I mean, I really know. I mean, there is a video. I don't know if you saw this, but it's called um, Death of Del Paso. Oh, no. Oh, wow. And so when I first had my shop, they had um, a film festival in the parking lot that mm-hmm. was next to me. And so it's about 15 minutes. You can see it on um, YouTube. Okay. It's called Death of Del Paso. And it's, it's only about 15 minutes long. You should watch it because okay. it tells the history about right. what you're looking it up. Good. Because, yeah, because it, it tells the whole history of how North Sacramento got to be this way. Right. And part of it had to do with old Sacramento was the Bowery. And mm-hmm. so when they decided to clean that up, they pushed all these people. Oh, uh, right. Towards, mm-hmm. first of all, it was towards Loaves of Fishes. Right. Mm-hmm. Closer to the river and then cross the river and come right. out here. And then when they when this place got incorporated, I think it was in 64, the city of Sacramento basically took all the services from North Sacramento and just said, hey, we're going to push all these people up here and just right. make it you know, mm-hmm. into the ghetto, as it, you know. Well, right. And then when it There's becomes that way. and stuff like that going on, too. Well, Definitely. Yeah. Well, right. 100%. And then when, it, then when it becomes what they've kind of created it, then they don't give it the same services. Right. Then it becomes like a food desert. Right. And they're like you're saying, yeah. there's only one school, like the library is super tiny. Like right, right. it doesn't have the same, you know, stuff that's given to other, other neighborhoods that, that that look different. Right. You know? Yeah. So then it just it just perpetuates it and it continues on. Mm-hmm. And then the people that live in the area don't feel that they have any power to go to City Hall and do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where it's like where it comes to like I think a lot of times the business owners who maybe not only feel like they have a little power, but can also help, you know empower other people in the community yeah. to just speak up and be like we deserve everything that everyone else gets absolutely. to absolutely exactly absolutely mm-hmm. and you know and this is, i mean you got to look at this cuz there's so much history about you know like there's so the guy that um that there was a there was an art gallery down here mm-hmm. um, 1616 art space mm-hmm. yeah my Mima. over by yeah, right yeah. Yeah. Where mama and kim's so, was yeah mm-hmm. so the husband of newman he's the one that did all the sculptures in the oh yeah all the, the, the horses and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that's in the medians mm-hmm. he did all that that's, that's super awesome. cool. That's awesome. And that's the thing too about this boulevard is the street is so beautiful. They've put so like with the blue blocks, mm-hmm. with all the sculptures and the art and the trees and 
and the wall art too absolutely right and all all of the yeah all of the street art and the wall art and everything like that they've Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful place and they're and they do keep the actual boulevard pretty clean Mm -hmm. but it's like they've put so much money into making it so beautiful you know and then it just kind of and then you come down here and there's all these like empty storefronts and stuff it just Mm -hmm. does it's like doesn't make sense and that's the problem it's not the people no it's not because again Homeless people are everywhere. Right. Yeah. And downtrodden people. This is our society we live in. Right. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's right. just not in Sacramento. It's just in this yeah. state of California. It's a right. systemic thing yeah. for sure. Yeah. But we don't have, but it's the storefronts that are empty that's the mm-hmm. problem. Right. Because when you have burnt out light bulbs, mm-hmm. that's yeah. where the people are going to congregate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you see these fences around Sammy's. The reason there's a fence around Sammy's is because after the pandemic, they were congregating there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they had to finally protect their property. Mm-hmm. 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 And, you know, it's like, you know, do we want Sammy's to come back? I do. Absolutely. Sammy's Mm -hmm. come back. But, I mean, they had to do something in the interim. Absolutely. And, you know, COVID, I think, is just um, obviously its own beast. You know, something we've never seen before. So coming out of it. unprecedented It's unprecedented. You know, coming out of it is going to look a little different. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think, um, you know, it's starting to break down. Like, people are starting to come back. We're starting to feel a little bit more normal. Well, we're going to find out this Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody come out. We're going to find out this Friday. Everybody come out. Because that guy I wear, we're having our trunk show. We haven't done it in over a year and uh, almost a half. It's okay. gonna be good. This is gonna be awesome. So four to eight, we yes. got live music, we got Colos catering. Yes. You're, it's gonna be outside, yes. COVID friendly. Yes. I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. So cool. Same. Well, that sounds good. Do you have any other upcoming stuff or things you want to tell anybody about? Or I'm, we're getting back into where we were. Okay. Basically. Cool. So I don't really know if we have upcoming stuff. I think that um, we're gonna have another trunk show in September. That's gonna be my sixth anniversary. Oh, cool. Nice. And so we're introducing a a new line at that time. Cool. uh, Awesome. But other than that, I mean, we're excited. We have have an optometrist on site now. Dr. Dan. Yes, Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan. And, you know, and so that's really push the, the business forward. We're doing a lot of work with the Roberts Family Development Center in terms of getting the kids in there for um, early intervention, you know, because one of the things that I'm really big on is uh, the uh, African-American achievement gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the plank to the platform that I can contribute mm-hmm. is why doesn't Jamal can't read? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, he doesn't have eyeglasses. Yeah. yeah. The parents don't know. Right. It's not the kids. Mm-hmm. It's the parents. Right. So our thing is to educate the parents, to, uh, to get them to understand that if you want your children to be a better person, just, I was going to say something else, but just, <laughs> really, just a better person. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. This is part of it. This is not everything, mm-hmm. but this is a part of it. This is a part of it to make sure that your child is able to go to school with all the tools that they can right. to available to them. Absolutely. And if I can contribute to that, yeah, then that's what I want to do. That's very cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's what a very awesome. Good freaking cause. Yeah. Because it is so true. It's like you know that could that could be such a small little like brick in a Absolutely. whole kid's life where it's like they fall behind in school because they can't see very well and they're not reading well because they can't see. And then that starts them on this whole thing where they're like, they think that they're stupid and they fail out right. of class and then they don't right. have confidence. Yeah. Right. And then I can't right. imagine how frustrating that. Yeah. Could be. And you don't know if what you don't know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and the parents don't know a lot of times. And that's, mm-hmm. And the challenge with this is not educating the children. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. educating the parents. 100%. Yep. Old habits die hard. Yeah. So true. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much, Dennis. Well, this has been such me. a great... It. Of course. Such a great time. You, Like I said, you're like one of our closest neighbors. So 
know we love you over there <laughs> on this north side of North Sacramento, right? <laughs> Um, that like that's what I kind of like to think of us as like the North Side and then King Kong and them over there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like us against them, like sharks and jets. <gasps> you know what we should have? What? Oh my god, I just got the best idea. Okay, we should have like a soft like a softball team, like the Boulevard. <laughs> oh my god! But we have like the North Side and the South what Side. What about kickball? Kickball. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, I can kick better than I can. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like yoga that would ball be great. size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kickball is way better. Yes. Yeah, I can We're kick a start, lot better than I can swing. I think we should get a league going here. <laughs> that would be a heck of fun. Uptown league, and then we'll have two teams. Okay. Mm-hmm. We play in the lot between the the light on Oxford. Right. <laughs> exactly. Little tiny field. It's right like right, it's play our, right in the middle. Uh, it's our own sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> King Kong versus everybody. Exactly. <laughs> you don't that have that be... many employees. Yeah, we do actually. <laughs> For a whole kickball team, including our he's ki- like, yeah, ki- we kitchen do. Staff, Did you see how wide his eyes got? He was like, yeah, we do. And I have a former pitcher in our team. What? Oh, I see. Oh, no. oh but it's it. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis is our closer, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just um, a little guest tease. We do have Adam Ship from the SAC Youth Center coming July 7th. We're still trying to line up some more, but, you know, we're, we're going to be having every other week more guests, more business owners from the boulevard. We're trying to get maybe some people from the community, too. Definitely. People who live around here, people who have been here a, a like a really long time so Mm -hmm. fill us in on what it's been like but where can they find us sierra they can find us on instagram at blue blocks podcast you can find our uh, location where we record sector seven salon on instagram as well and then the del paso boulevard partnership is del paso boulevard then our websites are sector7salon.com and dpbpartnership.com. Where can they find you? Do you have social media, Dennis? Um, I do. I have um, thatguyiwear.com um, is my website. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And also you can reach me at email at dennis at thatguyiwear.com. Yep. I also have an online store called Hecaspecs. Hecaspecs. And how do you spell that? H-E-K-A-S-P-E-C. And then you're also on Instagram, thatguyiwear, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. I have somebody working on that stuff for me uh-huh. oh okay I'm, I'm an old person and I don't do Instagram is difficult yeah, man I mean I yeah, it's, yeah I know I was like I, I was looking through there and I'm because I was like trying to find like a picture of Barely you on Facebook I'll steal people's <laughs> right I'll steal people's pictures from Instagram you know and I'm uh-huh. like god I can't find a picture of Dennis on here but I don't know I have a young lady that does does all that my Perfect. social media for me so yeah but then you awesome. can find me on there or you can just call me sweet call them up 916 226 0257. There we go. Right call, on. Make an appointment. Call, get in make there. Make an appointment. Get in there and see us. And you come out and you get some flywear. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Flywear. I need <laughs> a new eyedrow. We don't have <laughs> eyewear. We have flywear. I love it. <laughs> you need to build up your eye robe. Yes. With, eye build up the eyedrobe. Eyedrobe. With some eye-drobe. flywear. Exactly. And you've got to have, nobody can have one pair. How many pairs of shoes do you own? Honestly, probably 35. How many pairs of glasses do you want? Maybe 15. 15? Oh, that's good. Oh. Already. But that's <laughs> But I've like I say I mean all of my glasses from Oh, so they're the years, like all different prescriptions and stuff. They're different prescriptions, but you know, time like uh things change, right? Mm-hmm. Like some some of them are kind of out of style, but I'm like you don't know. 90s, <laughs> they come back. Look, 90s are coming come back. back. I save back. all yes. of my glasses. Look, I you can update those good prescriptions. I had a yeah. mm-hmm. when I was a kid, they were like stop size right. gold, right? <laughs> Love I was it. A kid. My mom got rid of them. What? I'm like, no, you know what? No, that's so you in never, style right now. Yeah, come on, mom. I was a little, 
we we had we had some words about that one. <laughs> Why did you get me? Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, so if you got some old stuff, we will put yeah, images in it. Absolutely, I refurbish it. I can polish things up. I can clean them up. I can get them, you know, back into nice working condition. Working condition. Yes. Love it. Awesome. Well, you guys Perfect. check out that guy. I wear Dennis. Thank you so much for coming in. Yay. And we'll go see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Also, hashtag keep Del Paso authentic. Thank yes. you, Jonathan. <laughs> Starting it. <laughs>